Welcome back to Upper 90. We are here, of course, to preview this win or go home game between the United States and Iran. It is, of course, win or go home for both teams to make it into the knockout stages of the World Cup. It is essentially a knockout game before a knockout game uh, to get into the knockout stages, I should say. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting game, a very good game, a very tight game, and both teams could easily come out on top. Uh, Iran, obviously, on three points after their win against Wales at, after getting smashed by uh, England prior to that, and the United States on two points after getting draws against Wales 1-1 and England 0-0, of course. Um, analysis of those games are on our page as well if you are interested. Uh, but let's get into our preview of this game we can look at the expected lineups, we will look at some keys to the game, and we will also look at the players to watch in this game. Um, but we can start with what you're expected to see in this match. Both teams have two real possibilities that they could start uh, in terms of their formation in these matches because they started a different formation in both of their matches uh, so far in the World Cup. We can start with the United States. You can either see the 4-4-2, or the natural classic 4-3-3 that Greg Berhold likes to play. Both of those are on your screen now. Um, but it's very unexpected that you will see this 4-4-2 that you saw against England because the only reason that the U.S. played that, that Greg Berhold decided to play that, is to bring Christian Pulisic into the midfield, get a better hold of the midfield, and uh, defend better against England's attacking prowess, which we obviously all know about. Um, but... We were sure to see the 4-3-3 in this game for the United States uh, with their classic uh, back four and midfield. And really, the wingers are determined as well with Christian Pulisic and Weah. The question mark becomes who is starting at that number nine. And you have three real options. Uh, you have Josh Sargent, who obviously started uh, the United States' first game against Wales. You have Haji Wright, who started their second game against England. And you also have Jesus Ferreira on the bench, um, who has not played yet, but is a very good uh, option as well. And so they provide you all three different options. Uh, you are unlikely to see Haji Wright in this game because he played against England due to um, being a big presence in the box, and he can compete with those England center backs uh, physically and in the air. But in this game we're likely to see uh, the United States control a lot of the possession. And because of that, you're going to want a striker who plays in between the lines and somebody who can drop deeper. And th that is either Josh Sargent or Jesus Ferreira. Uh, I personally would be fine with either one. I think they both can do the job. But I think that Josh Sargent will get the nod, and I think that he probably is the better option slightly because, number one, he started the first game and he now has that World Cup experience and he can focus a little bit more on the tactics and breaking down a run than he can uh, on his you know first experience as Jesus Ferreira would uh, if he were to get the start. But Ferreira could definitely come off the bench and, and be a difference maker in this game as well, so we can look out for that. Um, but moving on to Iran... The two formations we could see from them are either the 5-4-1, which we saw against England, or we could see the 4-4-2, which we saw against Wales, both on your screen now. Um, but 
like the United States, it is unlikely that we will see one of these, and that is the 541. Uh, it's similar to the way the United States played England. It was a little bit more conservative, a little bit more defensive, and a little bit more sure of your defensive shape in that 541. But it really prevented Iran going forward and on the break, although they were able to find two late goals. Uh, they were just garbage goals, and England didn't really care at that point, uh, even about the goal difference. And so it is really important for Iran to be able to hit on the counter and be able to break easily, and that's why uh, a 4-4-2 is very, very likely what you're going to uh, see from Iran. Um, the question mark for Iran becomes who is going to start in this defensive midfield role? Will it be Ali Karimi or will it be Saeed Ezatahali? Because uh, Ezatahali, I think, is the guy that just has to start. He didn't start against England and it made no sense. Uh, Iranian journalists were very, very confused by this decision. There's no question that he needs to be in there. And when he was in there uh, against Wales, it changed the game completely. He, he's a metronome for them in that midfield and you can really see how Iran play through him um, and how well he's playing can determine it, how well he's getting involved with the play can really show how well Iran are playing. Uh, so I think he, he just has to be starting there. The fact that Karimi started the first game uh, was part of the reason that Iran got smashed by England. With that, we can move to the keys to the game for each side, starting again with the United States. There are three keys, uh, the first one being controlling possession. Uh, it's more likely that the United States will have more possession in this game. There's absolutely no question about that. But the more possession the United States has, the better chance that they will win this game. It's simple as that. The United States likes to have possession. They play in that 4-3-3 with possession. And it, the more time they have possession, the longer a time they'll have to break down Iran, the more uh, you know time that they can look through passes, look for openings, and, and really uh, exhaust Iran because it is exhausting to defend for long periods of time. Um, the second key to the game for the United States is that you have to get the number nine involved. We talked about we're not sure who will start in that number nine probably, uh, but say it be Josh Sargent or Ferreira, or even Haji Wright, you have to get them involved. You have to get them touches on the ball, whether that be dropping deep or playing them into the box. Um, but it's got to be the number nine involved because when the United States cuts off their number nine, it is very problematic uh, for their movement and, and for their attacking uh, play. So that is absolutely very, very important. And the more that the number nine invo is involved, the better chance the United States has. Uh, the last one for the United States is that you have to get Christian Pulisic into the half spaces between the lines. This is where Christian Pulisic has been fantastic this tournament. He is obviously, you know, a great player, but he is the guy that you have to find him dropping into these half spaces uh, between the lines. We, we say uh, half spaces are basically the, the space between the middle of the pitch and the, the side of the pitch, right? If you divide it into, say, five quadrants, those half spaces are the ones, the two and four, right, in the middle. Um, and then between the lines, between the defense and midfield. If you can get Christian Pulisic into those little squares there uh, that I'm describing, that's where Christian Pulisic can cause damage and will really tear Iran apart, uh, create assists, goals, and win the game and put the United States into the knockout stages. With that, we can move to Iran. Their keys to the game uh, are 
first of all, to deny entry into the midfield. So I, I got the tactics board out for this one to explain this a little bit because uh, here's what I would expect, the 4-4-2 from Iran in black and the 4-3-3 from the United States in blue. Uh, but what we see here is that this would be the number nine. And so the United States has to get this person involved as we were just talking about. But if the wingers get cut off out here, you want... The, Iran needs this this foreign midfield to kind of form a banana and form a banana here with the back line as well so that they can hold this space and if they can prevent the United States from playing in whether the, the winger comes in the striker comes in these two midfielders are going to want to push ahead of these two midfielders and get into this space as well this space is going to be extremely extremely crucial around the box from that 20 yard to 35 yards away from the goal on top of the Iranian box will decide these this game right here. Can the Iran d deny this space, or can the United States get their number nine involved, get Christian Pulisic into these half spaces, which would be right here as I was describing? That is exactly what's going to decide this game, and it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Um, but I think that Carlos Queiroz knows all of this. He is the best manager in this group for Iran, uh, tons and tons of experience, and so it's not going to be easy for the United States, even though on paper they are the better side. The second key to the game for Iran is that you have to play in phases. Iran, as we've discussed, are probably going to be in a defensive shape for the majority of the game, but the more they stay in a defensive shape, the bigger problem it is for Iran. Obviously, we said the United States need possession, and that is how they can push Iran back into that defensive shape, but if Iran can break at times and get possession for at times as well uh, to you know get a deep breath calm themselves get some energy back in their legs that is how Iran will be able to hold their defensive shape for the majority of the game and then they can break and get the goals when they need to uh, and so that's how Iran can do it if they can play in phases the last key to the game for Iran is then cl being clinical on the counter there because they are going to get chances, they are going to have some chances on that counterattack, but if they are not clinical, they're not going to win the game. And so they have to be clinical uh, with their strikers, with those front two, who I would expect to be Taremi and Ajmoun. And with that, we can move into the players to watch in this game. I've divided the players to watch into three categories. The main man the under-the-radar player, and then the X-Factor, who could really make a difference in this game. Again, starting with the United States, obviously their main man, Christian Pulisic. We've been talking about him. Can he get into those half spaces? Can he get involved? Can he link the play between that midfield and the strikers, the wingers, uh, getting him goals and assists? If he can do that, that will be the key to success for the United States. If he can get involved, he's the main man. He will lead them to the knockout stages. The under-the-radar player for the United States is Yunus Musa, the 19-year-old Valencia midfielder in midfield, of course. Uh, he is just fantastic. He's being scouted by Juventus, Inter Milan, and many other top clubs around the world right now. They are very, very interested for good reason. He can control the midfield. He is creative. He can do so many different things, and he is dangerous in the air. So... Can he get involved in set pieces, or can he be the creative one to really break down Iran in this game? That could be the difference maker, uh, because obviously people talk about Weston McKinney, they know Tyler Adams, Yunus Musa, sometimes goes under the radar surprisingly, maybe just because of his age, but he is 
going to be just as good, if not better, than both of those two players probably in his future. So watch out for him and watch out for him in this game as well. The X factor for the United States has to be Giovanni Reina. Uh, there's a lot of controversy going around about why he's not starting, why he's not getting as many minutes. He's had injury issues. Is he actually injured? What's going on? Nobody really knows besides Gio Reina himself. Um, maybe Claudio and uh, his father and Greg know a little bit as well. Um, but he, whether he starts instead of Tim Weah or he comes off the bench or he surprisingly starts in midfield, whatever happens, if most likely he will come off the bench and he could be that X factor for the United States. He is so dangerous. He is so creative. Uh, and if you know the United States are just having a difficult time breaking down a low block from Iran, which is completely possible, Gio Reyna could be the guy to fix that problem uh, within five or ten minutes of entering the pitch. So watch out for him even if he's on the bench, uh, he could be a very, very big X-factor for the United States. Uh, moving on to Iran, of course, Meditaremi is their main man, the FC Porto striker. Uh, he's been fantastic. He scored both their goals against England. Uh, he's been very involved. He is absolutely, without doubt, their main man. And if, as we were talking about being clinical on the counter earlier, Taremi will be that guy. Uh, he is fantastic and really can lead Iran to this win and to the knockout stages. Going to the under-the-radar player for Iran, it has to be Ali Golazadehi, the striker who is currently playing in the Belgium First Division. Uh, he is very, very dangerous, and the question mark is whether he or Ali Reza Johanbash will start. Uh, many people know Johanbash uh, from his time at Brighton, now plays at Feyenoord, but so that's why Golazadeh may go under the radar. He didn't get the start against England, but he did come off the bench, provide an assist, and then against Wales, he smacked a near stunner off of the post uh, from about 20-plus yards out. It would have been an incredible, incredible goal, and he is absolutely one to watch. He can lead Iran on the break, potentially feed those two strikers on that break, uh, and lead Iran to a win with Taremi. Potentially, they could link up for a crucial goal for Iran. And then lastly, uh, their X-factor for Iran has to be Shada Azmoun, uh, who is probably going to partner Taremi up front in that front two, being fed by Golazadehi. And so Azmoun, a very, very good player, didn't get the start in the first game because uh, that's where Johan Bash started in the 5-4-1 and all of these things. Um, but... If Ajmoun can get involved, he scored, uh, but it was ruled off for offside against Wales, and then he also hit the post against Wales uh, on a, a counter-attack break. So if he can get those counter-attacking chances against the United States and be clinical and capitalize, as we were talking about earlier, he could be uh, Iran's hero in this game and be that X-factor to win this in the game. Uh, but with that, I thank you for watching this preview. I hope you enjoy the game. Please drop a like and subscription. It really, really helps out the channel, and we will see you next time.